Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs. Ah! On 95.7, The Game. Well, I hope it was a good weekend, Debs. I really do. Um, are you convinced? Are you convinced yet? Like, and oh, I, I mean, mean convinced. And I, but I mean convinced, 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 convinced. All the way through. I got no questions. Ready to go. Do you know when you're done studying for a test? Do you remember in college, did you ever study? <laughs> no. You didn't? I was in college for 13 years, Mark. <laughs> I should have known. I would do a last-minute cram and hope. <laughs> I called it the cram and pray. Did you just graduate like three years ago? It was, no, not quite three years ago, but it was uh, 1999. <laughs> I was uh, 30 years old, uh, the 30-year-old senior. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, I went uh, two years of junior college. Then I had uh, four or five glorious junior years at Cal State Northridge. Then I took five years off and went back to SF State and gutted out three part-time years to get across the finish line. Look at you. Shout out to Gators, 1999, Mark. That's a good, good gutty performance. Graduated high school in 86, graduated college in 99. And look at you. It's because my mom said, it would be nice if you would go back and finish. And when your mom says that, you go back and you finish. You go back and you finish. You go back and finish. So, okay, never mind. Maybe the wrong person to ask since you never studied. But do you know what I mean? Like, you did a, walk, like a job interview. Do you know when you walk into something and you're like, I got this. I got this. There's no, this is, this is me. I'm ready for this test. Yeah. I have answered That's better all. Comp. I have answered all of the questions. I, I'm qualified. I'm ready. All of it. Are you there? Are you that level of convinced? And if not, Tell me where you see the weak points for one Brock Purdy. And 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's go. The 49ers are going into the playoffs. We'd love to hear from you. 
Are there any reservations? Do you see any weaknesses? Or is it all systems go? Have you reached the point, and I have, where the, you head into these playoffs, forget all the rules we think we know. He's a rookie. He's not allowed to win the Super Bowl. Forget it. Are you as confident now with Brock as you would have been had it been someone who's been there before? I don't know if you'd have been confident if it was Jimmy, but if Jimmy had been on a 10-game win streak, I really think 49er fan base would be like, dude, win it all or we're, we're livid with you. Are you at that same spot with Brock Purdy? Yeah, absolutely. And I've been there more confident than I was even when he took over the job because I was supremely confident in what was around him. And I said this to you, and I've said this ever since Jimmy Garoppolo came on the scene and became Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago. I think this team is built to where you don't have to rely on your quarterback to be your best player. And Brock Purdy, as great as he's playing, is still not this offense's best player. And that's okay, because you've got a great O-line, elite tight end, the best running back in football in terms of two-way threats. Brandon Ayuk has become your wide receiver one. And oh, by the way, you got Debo Samuel in case you need him. George Kittle is now a ballerina in the end zone with his toe-tapping and his high-pointing. This offense is unbelievably humming right now. So yes, I'm even more confident than I was. And if you're the 49ers, it's Arizona or bust. Because even if you have to go to Philadelphia, I don't see that game being too daunting to where you're not going to have to beat Philadelphia 13-10. to You might go to Philadelphia and win 42-41 to if you have to. Yeah, if you have to. I hope this not. Off, but Mark, this <laughs> offense is points. built... Well, you gave up 34 to the Raiders. To the Raiders, no you doubt. You gave up 500 points and nine explosive plays of more than 20 yards, so... This defense can be had in some ways, but this offense is at a point now where that doesn't scare me anymore. Well, and you bet if you're going to get this defense, you better do. And I know the Raiders still start were scoring in the second half. They're the only one to do it recently, but you better get your work done there in the first half. How many? Raise your hand by show of hands. Uh, we can see all of you. It's like romper room. Raise your hand if when the Cardinals made it fourteen thirteen. When David Blau, like, it's like, okay, you got mossed by A.J. Green, whatever. You blow that off. The Niners give up a 7 nothing lead. It seems like almost half the games. You come right back down, go the other direction, touchdown. When they made it 14-6, to didn't you, didn't you put your feet up? You put your feet up, and you thought that was it. And then when the Cardinals made it 14-13, did anybody else get sort of annoyed or frustrated, or your thought, wait a minute, is something wrong with this defense? Like 34 last week to Vegas, now David Blau, who's been kicked Blau. off of two hard knocks teams, <laughs> is, is going up and down the field on you. Did anyone else have a problem there? Now, they didn't give up another point and ended up knocking Blau out of the game. Splatow, but... Totally. Blau. <laughs> but... I don't know. Where were you at in that moment? Cardinals make it 14-13. What are you thinking? Yeah, it was a yawn. I, I wasn't really? concerned. Yeah, because the Not opening... concerned, but like, I don't know, bugged. Not really. Okay. No, I mean, if they would have happened again, then yes, maybe. Mm. The opening touchdown, the A.J. Green, the trick play, the, the bad defense, the missed tackle at the end of it, that was just one of those, okay. That, that was kind of a more of a curiosity. Yeah. What are you doing? Yes, Blau drives them down 75 yards, and they were... Pretty much unfettered. Uh, you did get Blau into the third and 11. He was able to pick it up. 
to Trey McBride and move the chains. It was a little bit annoying, but I wasn't concerned at all, knowing that Niners still had a chance with four minutes to go in the half, and they were going to get the ball to start the third quarter. And the fact that, I mean, this is still Arizona. The Niners' offense was not having any real pushback. I wasn't concerned at all about the defense. Concerned, not not concerned. I want to make sure I say this right. Not concerned. Not even annoyed. That the Cardinals were going to win the game. Right. Annoyed in terms of projecting this forward. Like, hey. When are Jared Stidham and David Blau going to stop scoring on you guys? <laughs> Stidham and Blau. Hello, <laughs> right. can you please stuff these people? And and then they did. Like, I got annoyed. I got annoyed. I'm like, will you stop? It's 14-13. Can you flick these people off of your shoulder and move on? And then they did, and it was 38-13 and all of that. So here, here's where I do think this is going, though. You're right. At some point, they're going to go up against an offense that is going to put some stuff on the board, even in the second half. Ahmad Z on our YouTube feed right now. YouTube and Twitch, good morning. We thank you so much for being here. And it's a big number on YouTube today. Typical after a 49er victory, not surprised. But Ahmad says they can't score with KC. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, they can. Oh, yeah, they can. Two things real quick. I said it last week. I don't think they're going to have to score with KC because I don't think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you made that call last week. You the, guaranteed it, I think. Their defense. Mark Willard guaranteed. Their defense is going to bite them in the you-know-whats at some point. Are they the most dynamic offense in the NFL? There's no debating that. They're playing ring around the damn Rosie. Ring around the Rosie in an NFL game. Pocket full of posies. I asked Eve from last night. I'll ask you the same question. Uh, disrespectful or awesome? Awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> or both. It could be he went it could with, be both. He went with both. <laughs> well, I mean, disrespect is the next time that you play a team. That's whether or not you know that if it was disrespectful or not. Because, you know, in a situation like this where now we're allowing end zone celebrations, anytime any player does anything of a positive nature, we celebrate. So what's the big deal if we go childhood? I mean, is somebody going to break out some hopscotch or, you know, ring around the rosy? It's, it's all fine and good. What are they duck, doing? Duck, goose. What are we doing? Seriously, what are they? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. My, my line is different than, than some when it comes to the whole sportsmanship thing. I'm a big fan of sportsmanship, but to me, poor sportsmanship, like somebody... Somebody gets hurt, and and I don't just mean physically. Like, when T.O. goes to the star, it's like, all right, dude. Like, first of all, you knocked your own quarterback over. Second of all, you're clearly doing something to agitate your opponent. Um, But if it's – remember the Fernando Tatis? Remember that one where it was like – well, I don't know what was the score, twenty to two or something like that, and some position player is pitching, and Tatis hit a homer, and they were ticked at him for it. I'm like, he's swinging the bat at the ball. He had no control over where it goes. He's allowed to hit a home run. Same thing here, where I'm like, look, nobody got hurt. If your feelings got hurt because they did ring around the rosy, I don't know. It's kind of a you problem. I like, uh, and it worked. Yeah, well, and right. it worked. They scored a touchdown. And was there a penalty? What, for illegal huddle? Back? Yeah, got Illegal motion in the huddle. Got called back. 
Yeah, but I mean, the greater point <laughs> oh, is gosh. they huddle that way and they spun everyone out right. and then they go into a wildcat formation. So I'm sure the thinking was, hey, we'll rotate our huddle. We'll do ring around the rosy and you won't know which player is coming out into which, what position. So good. Genius. By the way, uh, just this is completely off the map, but because he was involved on that specific play, here is your next year's fantasy tip for today. Kadarius Tony for the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be that man next year. You're all looking for who's... He's going to be him? Can't, he's him! Kansas City's WR1, in the absence of Tyreek Hill, it never really developed this year. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, anybody with three names. Didn't work. <laughs> Let's go back to a two-named person. It's Kadarius Tony. If that man stays healthy, he's going to have a monster year for the Chiefs next year. And... Watch out for him in the playoffs. Like he is, I think they're already starting to notice from a physical talent standpoint, that is their most talented wide receiver. But also speaking of the Chiefs, I saw this. Remember the long-standing Travis Kelsey-George Kittle debate? Which, for fantasy purposes and others, because Kittle just, it feels like for two years we've been like, can we get Kittle more involved? That debate has gone away because people are like, oh, Kelsey just crushes him. Travis Kelsey this year, 12 touchdown catches. George Kittle, 11. Brock Purdy has revitalized George Kittle's career as an elite offensive tight end. In the red zone, absolutely. He's become the red zone threat, and it makes you wonder why Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do the same thing in terms of getting George Kittle involved. And this, again, is not to disparage Jimmy G. It's not to compare the two. Brian and Palo Alto, go ahead and save your, your quarter. You don't have to call in and crush me. The one thing we have seen, though, from Brock Purdy <laughs> is when Brock Purdy has come on the scene, George Kittle has become more involved, especially in the red zone. And by the way, Debo Samuel, we talked about it with Butcher Boy in the changeover. We talked about it pre-show. You haven't even really needed Debo Samuel. Last year on your run-up to the NFC Championship game, Debo was about your only weapon offensively. You handed it to him in the backfield. You handed it to him on the jet sweep. You threw it to him every single time that you needed anything positive. Debo was your guy. Imagine what happens now going forward here in the playoffs Debo should be pretty fresh and mostly rested in terms of his usage. No doubt. And that's actually, if you think back in the history of 49er football, that's what it feels like. Sure, there was Jerry Rice. He's the greatest of all time. But when a Joe Montana dropped back or a Steve Young dropped back, you didn't necessarily know where the ball was going to go. It got spread around. And that's what made that offense feel so dynamic because you had to pick your poison. And I think for the first time, like even in the good Garcia years, the good Garoppolo years, and even Kaepernick, like Kaepernick was dynamic as an individual, but I didn't feel like the offense always worked like this, where a guy will drop back and you're like, I don't know if it's going to be C-Mac. I don't know if it's going to be Kittle. I don't know if it's going to be Ayuk. Now get Debo back in, Juwan Jennings, and and the rest. Like, it can come at you from so many different directions. And when Brock Purdy releases the ball, like already in six games, as a TV viewer where you can't see where the ball is going, he releases the ball and you just have this inner confidence that the ball is going to be in in the right spot. Not 100% of the time, but 80% of the time it's in the right spot and 70% of the time it gets caught. And that is, like... With this group, I don't, I don't see how that's stoppable. So, therefore, 
there are other good teams in the NFL, obviously, and and there's a lot that is left to chance. It's a funny-shaped ball. But to me, if this thing doesn't end up, at minimum, January 29th in Philadelphia, if it doesn't at least end up there, I'm going to be massively disappointed. It'll be a disappointment, yeah, and we'll all look at, well, of course, no rookie quarterback has ever led his team to the Super Bowl and won it. So we can look at that as a, quote, excuse. And the only thing that would shock me is if Brock Purdy suddenly became Mr. Irrelevant Again, if Brock Purdy has a three-interception game, if Brock Purdy starts to turn the ball over, that would surprise me because he's shown such a great level of competence over the course of this game. And Kyle Shanahan is scheming it up to where you're not asking Brock Purdy to hold on to the ball and take a lot of deep shots. It's get the ball out of your hands. You've got McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo throwing a little Eli Mitchell, and you've got Jawan Jennings on third down. You've got Kyle Juszczyk if you need him. He had a couple carries, and he had a couple catches. You've got so many different weapons that you're basically telling your rookie quarterback, just run the offense, get the ball out to the right guy, and let them go ahead and make the plays you need to make. He sees it. Right. He sees it. He sees the play. As our quarterback coach, his quarterback coach came on our show and told us that yep. his acumen, his IQ in terms of seeing it is so high, it's surprising so many teams passed on. Uh, we have a fun what are you doing here in about four minutes, okay? But uh, let's get started with your calls. We'll take as many as you can muster today. 888-957-9570 as we celebrate a 10-game win streak and heading into the playoffs. As, by the way, can we look this up? I haven't even looked this up. I know that it's almost always the case that the one seed with the bye is the favorite. But are the Eagles the favorite in the NFC? Or have the 49ers surpassed them? I wonder. It feels like everyone I talk to is expecting the 40, saying that the 49ers are, are the class of the NFC. Uh, Mark in Cordomadere, you're on with Willard and Dibbs. Hey, Mark, what are you doing? What's up, fellas? I'm just trying to stay dry in all this wet weather. Woo. So, uh, But what I wanted to shout out is uh, Brock Purdy and two things real quick. Uh, the the second drive of the second scoring drive of the game, he did a hard count. He hard counted the defense three times, I think on third and three or third and two, and got him to jump. To me, that 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 was my quiet little secret play. Showed super confidence, veteran leadership. It, it just I don't know. That just blew me away. His uh, his confidence to be able to do that. And then two. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. No, you, you, you. Then, okay. then me. Right. Then, yeah. Go, go ahead. And then, so then, and then number <laughs> two, guys. I, I get into an argument with my buddies at work who were all not, our diehard Niner fans. I, I got to know. I, I believe, J, uh, Shanahan has not opened the playbook up per se, for for Purdy, but Purdy's just executing the plays Shanahan's always had. When we had Jimmy, and this is not to knock Jimmy, but Purdy's pocket, poise, his confidence to stay in there, take make the throw and take the shot. I, I just hate to say it. Jimmy had happy feet and would want to just immediately check down when he felt the tiniest bit of pressure. And uh, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Uh, thanks, Mark. Can we swing the pendulum in the other direction for a second? Sure. I feel like for four weeks, and this is fair, we have consistently said, look, this is not to knock Jimmy. 
How many times have you heard that sentence? A lot. On this radio station in the last month. Not to knock Jimmy. Yeah. Not to knock Jimmy. But can we swing it in the other direction for a second? You're allowed to say you think Brock Purdy's better. You're allowed to do that. That's fair. You can say that. He got a better winning percentage as a starter. <laughs> yes, that's yes. for sure. Yeah, that's I got caught up in Garoppolo yeah. mania. He's got a better yeah. winning percentage than Patrick Mahomes too. I listen. Best winning percentage in NFL history, Mark. He's a rookie, and it's early. And yes, he's facing a team for the second time for the first time. I do wonder about that. Like, this is somebody that, like, their game plan, Seattle's seen him. And so, how does that affect it? I I have no idea. Um, But you're allowed to look at this and go, I like this better. I think this projects better. It doesn't mean he's got the resume that Jimmy has yet. How could he? He's played six games. Right. But you're allowed to look at this and go, I think this is better than sure. Jimmy Garoppolo. And the data supports you. 15 to 20 yesterday. And the, the thing about opening up the playbook, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is going to, quote, open up the playbook anymore, nor does he need to open up the playbook. Is there anything missing from this offense? Do we need to see the deep ball right now because the offense isn't doing enough with what they're running? You asked about the odds. Uh, the Chiefs, plus 350 are your favorite. Yep. The Bills are plus 400, your second choice. The Eagles and Niners are both 11-2, to 2, yeah. plus 550. So both are co-favorites among NFC teams. Then it's Cincinnati, the Cowboys at 12-1, to 1, and everyone else is north of 20-1. to 1. It's fascinating, actually. And that's I according wonder, to DraftKings. That's according to DraftKings, Draft right. So I've actually got the, the whole board of books, and there are some that have the Eagles favored over the Niners, and some that have the Niners favored over the Eagles. It goes back and forth. DraftKings, they're even. Caesars says the Niners are plus 450, Eagles plus 550, but FanDuel has the Eagles plus 500, Niners plus 550. Points Bet USA, Eagles a slight favorite. Bet MGM, Eagles a slight favorite. Bet Rivers, even even Steven, Eagles and Niners. So you go back and forth, those two teams, and this is a tip of the cap to the 49ers because they're the two. They're the two seed, yet some books are putting them as favored over the Eagles. That I, I mean, I, I think it's that a coin toss you. based yeah. on yeah. all the different books you look at. And if these two teams do meet in the NFC Championship, assuming both win in the fashion that we would expect, the Niners win twice, the Eagles win once. That game might be a pick 'em. It uh, absolutely could be. Absolutely could be. All right. Get your calls lined up, 888-957-9570. Do you have any questions that still need to be answered for Brock Purdy? Or can we go ahead and treat this as if he's a veteran, even though he's not? We'll get to all of that coming up here in just a few at 888-957-9570. However, we couldn't go today without doing this because it was one of the best ever. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Willard and Tibbs have a lot to say. My only weapon was my mouth. But they just have one big question. What are you doing right now? 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 What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? All right, this doesn't just go to the Houston Texans. It goes to the Colts as well. I really want a documentary done on this play. What if I I told you they let Houston score? (laughs) Listen, I picked Houston in my pool, so I wasn't mad that it happened. But guys, guys, look at me. Look at me in the eyes. What are you doing? 
What are you doing? I bet most of you didn't see this play unless you were watching Red Zone. It's crazy. Fourth and 20. It's the longest fourth down conversion of the entire year. Davis Mills off his back foot just hucks the ball into the end zone. It was really sort of a, uh, a concocted Hail Mary, if you will. And there is an Indianapolis Colts defender at the goal line, and he's dialed it up. The ball is coming right to him, and he just jumps forward and... And then comes down before the ball hits him in the head. Went right through his hands. times, everything goes right through his hands. And Jordan Akins of the Texans is sitting there. The ball literally hits him in the chest plate. Where he's like, oh, I, should, I, should I catch this? And then they go for two. If you're the Texans general manager, you're up there in the box. You know you're firing your coach anyway. What are you thinking as the Texans go for two and set your franchise's assets back millions and millions and millions of dollars by ending up with the two pick instead of the one and you need a quarterback they literally might have changed Bryce Young's address with that play they might have but Lovey Smith told you in the pregame and the postgame I'm not going to tell my guys to go out there and lay down especially if you're Lovey Smith and you know you're getting fired anyway so play to win exactly good on you Houston I love the competitive nature and also by the way if you're a player on the Texans and you lose, and you get the number one pick, especially if you're Davis Mills, the likelihood of you being replaced goes up if you lose that game. Not that he's going to be back anyway, but all these players know that your job is on the line. You don't go out there and lay down for anybody. Of course, not the players, although I do have questions, Mr. Colt, who ended up with the four pick um, against a division team. Why did you miss that ball? That's interesting. I just mistimed it, Mark. <laughs> just a straight-up mistime. I want a documentary. Uh, yeah, you do. On that play, and I want it to be an hour long. Fourth and 20. And by the way, they converted a fourth down already on that drive. Yes, they did. It was like fourth and 11, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was a toe tap on the left exactly. side. Exactly. Beautiful catch. All right. 888-957-9570. We're wide open for you all day. Let's talk it out. The 49ers are the two-seed. Your Brock Purdy questions, if you've got any left... Plus, coming up next, you got to see if you missed this. What we saw as Brock Purdy left the building yesterday, also a whole lot of fun. 888-957-9570, it's Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 